My name is Caitlin Malinowski, and I am your host of the IAUG Insider Podcast, the home of exclusive interviews with Avaya and IAUG industry leaders on the latest telecommunications news, trends, and best practices. On today's episode of the IAUG Insider Podcast, I had the opportunity to chat with Jane Hogel from the American Heart Association. We discussed her experience transitioning her company to an entirely remote workforce and some of the ways that she's dealt with a remote work environment. Enjoy. Hi, Jane. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Caitlin. How are you doing? I'm awesome. So um, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners? Sure. My name is Jane Hogel, and I work for the American Heart Association. Awesome. Thank you so much. So today we're going to be chatting through some of your professional development and experiences as we're navigating this transition to a virtual kind of world in a remote work environment. So um just a second. I'm going to pull up my, my doc. It wasn't pulled up. I'll edit that out. <laughs> okay, great. So how long have you been working remote? Did you start this year? Or have you been in a remote environment for a while? Actually, I have been working remote for about five years. So I had a little bit of experience under my belt, but I will say um, it's very interesting how with COVID this year, how things have changed. Um, So even working from home the way I was the past five years has changed pretty dramatically um, with COVID and with with a lot of folks actually having to work at home. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, I lost you for a second. All right. Oh, awesome. Sorry. Um, so did your what what kind of things do you do in your day to day job? Like what's your title? Uh, my title is I am a senior manager of Unified Communications for the American Heart Association. And what I do on my day-to-day um, is basically manage a fantastic team of messaging professionals that take care of the Office 365 uh, stack with um, also supporting teams um, and email messaging. And then also we um, parts of my team also do conferencing and um, do all the telephony. And uh, we kind of own nuts to boat, bolts. Um, with our communication managers and um, a variety of Avaya equipment that we support day to day. And then we also support a contact center. Okay. So did your team have to make a big transition to remote work in a pretty tight timeline? That's kind of a popular experience we've had with a lot of our members and guests on the on the show. So I'm just curious if you guys had kind of the same experience or if maybe a lot of you are already working in a remote environment. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of us actually on our team were working remotely, so we were pretty used to that. Um, what really became challenging for us is the decision was literally made within 24 to 48 hours to close all of our offices and send staff home. And uh, we were very thankful that we had kind of started our journey um, to really get uh, folks in our organization kind of mobile first um, thought process and a thought process of really utilizing tools that um, would allow them to really work any place, anywhere, at any time, um, was really from our team, kind of our standpoint of where we wanted to position ourselves. And so we were able to take advantage when they made the decision to take and send folks home 
we could very easily with the soft phones that we had in place actually kind of pivot if you will and be able to um, basically set them up give them some training and uh, basically send them home with soft phone and the tools that they needed uh, to be productive in their kind of home environments. So that I think was very successful from, from our standpoint. And then we also um, had to take advantage, we had already had in-house a couple of different conferencing solutions and with the nature of our business with fundraising, we had to again pivot um, and think in a different way. Um, uh, people may be familiar with heart walks in, in the different regions where they live, and we couldn't do those on site anymore. And so we really had to think very differently how we were going to do business. And our team really became the forefront of a lot of things that were going on um, as far as sending staff home. How do we restructure our business to be very productive and to um, continue to get donations for the life-saving work that we do. So it was really important for us to be able to take advantage of a lot of the technologies um, and roll them out in a very quick time frame. And our conferencing solution, we actually ended up having to roll out in two weeks, and I really don't recommend that. <laughs> That's not the best thing to do, but that was something that we had to do just from some of the time commits and kind of the nature of what was going on in the business. So, um, and we were able to pull that off because we had, you know, planned with a lot of our telephony applications um, to be able to really move those very quickly. And even a lot of our offices, it's very important in our business for people to be able to reach when they call in to a lot of our main office lines and potentially provide donations or need help with stroke, heart attacks, whatever's, you know, event um, that their family is going through. And we were able to modify pretty quickly a lot of our, our call flows that we have throughout the organization to set everybody up for success. Absolutely. So it sounds like your team was pretty well prepared for this, but I know there were definitely a lot of teams that were not. So do you have a couple quick steps or quick tips on some of the best ways to ensure an easy transition for a workplace? It sounds like maybe something you guys ensured that you had in place was sort of a backup plan. You planned ahead for making sure that if something like this were to happen, you had a go-to process. Is there any like major tricks or tips you would have as a recommendation? Yeah, I think one of the biggest things is kind of, as I've been in telephony, um, several events, 9-11 um, is a huge one um, that, that comes to mind, but and hurricanes, um, disasters that happen. And really, we took the stance um, many years ago, you know, to really prepare for, for natural disasters. And, and one thing that a lot of folks don't do is test if something were to happen and kind of test and see what what really, what's really going to happen in real life when you, you pull the plug on something? Is it going to work the way you expect it or is it not? And that was really, I think, what helped us too is, is really from that standpoint, we took that blueprint of kind of being prepared for any type of disaster. Um, we certainly didn't expect the nature of this pandemic that we're you know, in, in the midst of at this point to be quite like this. But I think that was extraordinarily helpful for us to realize that you know, people aren't always going to be planted in one place. Um, and to really take a look at these technologies that are coming down down the road on some of the roadmaps and really see what can apply to your organization, but also give people the ability to have the right tools when they need them and where they need them. And I think one thing that kind of helped us too from that standpoint is, is we had somewhat of a mobile workforce. So we were able to, to utilize some of that, but even within our own organization, 
um, it was actually kind of funny is that we had a, a few hundred people using soft phone before pre-COVID, if you will. And then after, now we almost have close to two 2,000 people with soft phones installed, um, which is a good good share of our organization. So um, people really were excited about that because it really kind of met the need. So I think you really, um, and, and even, you know, if it wasn't COVID, you know, as far as a tip or trick is really, um, you do need to make sure your tools can move anywhere because that's just the way society is becoming. People are, are very mobile. Um, they're, you know, Typically, they're on their cell phones, or you know, they're they're moving moving about and doing different things things. And now it's even, I think, more of a struggle. Um, at sometimes because now you know you're you're in your house, you're trying to balance. You know, you you may have a significant other, or a spouse that now is at home with you, which is fun. <laughs> and so those are some of the things that we even have had to accommodate for, is you know, to make sure that. Um, even just kind of like our workspaces and everything was prepared. And that's one thing that I think was very helpful um, from our organization standpoint, too, is really going back and looking and seeing the ways that to help folks to kind of facilitate um, best working from home in, in that type of environment. And, and there were some certainly some challenges and there's there still is. Um, and, I, and I will say one thing that in the beginning, has been a struggle, and it still is something we're all kind of working on um, as a work in progress is really meeting management. Um, it's kind of overwhelming, I think, a little bit on meetings. And so we're trying to incorporate and do some tips and tricks as far as try to make, um, you know, if you can in your environment, you know, Fridays, um, block them so, so people can't schedule meetings. So no meetings on Friday to give people kind of at the end of the week to give them a chance or an opportunity to kind of catch up on some of the things that have been going on. And then even um, we're finding a lot more back-to-back -back meetings that we have to participate in and just simply trying to end the meeting 10, 15 minutes early to give people a chance to kind of decompress after the meeting, um, especially in the home environment, maybe to walk away. You know, a good little exercise tip is, you know, um, if, if you know, run upstairs, grab your laundry if you have five, 10 minutes and then run back downstairs, put the laundry in the washer and dryer and then go back to the next meeting. So those are uh, kind of a few of the things as our organization's kind of been working, kind of figuring out what people are doing working from home. So kind of some of the tips or tricks or even um, we had a call with even just taking five minutes and just kind of doing a meditation or deep breathing techniques to just try to help kind of reset your mind and not feel so overwhelmed being stuck at home all the time and in your office. So we've tried from a working perspective to try several different things to kind of help folks kind of mitigate through um, and navigate um, these challenging times. And um, something that came in today that I love that my husband's organization does is they have kind of these COVID preparedness kits. <laughs> so they send like every couple of months, they send the box that has some cool things in it. Um, uh, headphones or a, a blanket or like little snacks, just kind of some different things to kind of mix it up. And I got to tell you, the whole family gets excited about these things when it happens. It's like, oh, uh, everybody could try it, wants to go see what's in the surprise box that was sent. But, you know, anything that you can do to kind of help um, keep you stable during these times. And even from a technology perspective, that's, you know, as our team, um, we've tried to incorporate having different events 
as far as, you know, like cocktail mixers, I know and the group has tried to do and it's just some different things to really kind of help that cohesion too that you lose when you're not coming into the office every day. But I think from the biggest standpoint, Caitlin, to answer really the question and kind of wrap that all up is, is really um, for us, it was just kind of being prepared and thinking ahead and, you know, taking advantage of that technologies that allow people to be mobile. Yeah, absolutely. And I know something that some of us struggled with, even in our office, is a lot of us didn't have a soft phone or anything installed on our computers. We just had our hard lines at our desks. And then that was pretty much it. I still don't even know that I have it on my computer, to be frank. But um, that was something that kind of the last day before we all left the office, we were scrambling to get everything installed on our computer because it was one day we were there and the next day we were gone. So it's definitely something that I don't think I ever expected to experience and that I um, can only imagine that from your side was a little overwhelming and stressful. Um, yeah, and- yeah, and especially when it's thousands and it needs to be done tomorrow. And I, I know a lot of folks in IEUG were put in that same boat. They were rapidly trying to, de- spending hours literally <laughs> trying to deploy soft phones to the organization so people had a way to communicate. Yes, I feel like I've heard that story from almost everyone at IEUG that I've talked to. So it's just it blows my mind every time just thinking about the fact that there was one to two days to just completely reshift and restructure the organization of your, your workplace environment. So I personally find yeah. it very impressive that everybody was able to get it done, but definitely not ideal circumstances. No, not at all. And it was quite, you know, it really is quite amazing. And, and that's one thing that I absolutely love about the user group is sometimes, especially now you can kind of feel isolated and alone. And, and in this situation where we just had, you know, literally a couple of days or hours to try to deploy stuff, you know, I wasn't the only one. Like you said, it was a lot of our members were going through the exact same thing. And it so happened we were on a few of um, council calls and um, uh, feature request tracker calls. And it was it really kind of was great to share war stories, if you will, <laughs> with with your user group community, because we're all in the same boat. And then we were sharing ideas of tips and tricks and different things that we can do to help each other. And the same for the chapter meetings too, was really a great way for us to kind of, you know, bond knowing that we're all in the same boat. We're all getting gray hairs, trying to, you know, make our organization successful and having to pivot in these trying times. And it's just a great, great thing to have folks that you can talk with that, you know, they understand what you're going through and really kind of can help so you don't have to reinvent the wheel and, you know, go down a path that might be the wrong rabbit hole to go down and they can help give you some guidance. So that was very wonderful too, to have that opportunity to do that because that really kind of helped lighten the load a bit. Yeah, absolutely. I remember on our new YouTube channel, we have a two-part video that's a COVID panel with um, Nick Kwiatkowski, Marilyn Shuck, and Slade Bason just kind of discussing their experience being in the education industry and how they had to make those fast shifts and kind of what things are looking like going forward. And part of the first like 10 minutes of the call before we even started recording was just just them chatting and being like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we had to do this. I cannot believe we had to do that. What are you guys doing about this? And it was just crazy for me to hear, but also I feel like a big relief for them to have somebody even in that same industry and field to to talk to about what's going on. So I'm glad that we were able to be that resource for a lot of people because I think it's definitely been really helpful kind of across all of our members just to have that platform to reach out to. Um, so outside of that, are there, what are some big roadblocks or challenges that you've really faced in your time either 
technically with their transitioning or, you know, work wise, like in your professional experience, what kind of things are you feeling like you're like, oh man, I struggle with this. Like I have such a hard time coming back from my lunch break because I just walked from my kitchen to my bedroom. (laughs) What kind of things are you kind of feeling like day to day you're, you're struggling with or major roadblocks that you feel like you've had to overcome that might be helpful to someone else who may be experiencing those things. This podcast is sponsored by Unimax. Unimax provides a UC management software suite that integrates with Avaya. It includes tools for provisioning, employee self-service moves, ads, changes, and deletes, or MACDs, help desk agent MACDs automation, i.e. automated provisioning slash deprovisioning, phone number, and DID management, system migrations, unified MACD administration, and much more. Their products are vendor agnostic and compatible with single and multi-vendor systems from not only Avaya, but also Cisco, Microsoft, OpenText, formerly AVST and Xmedius, Poly, ServiceNow, and other ITSM platforms, Genesis, and others. To learn more, visit Unimax online at www.unimax.com. Sure. I think one of the biggest things um, in, in here, I worked, I was working from home for several years and I felt like I had that work-life balance somewhat in hand. Um, you know, there was kind of that peaks and peaks and valleys, peaks where you're just, you know, having to really put it all out there and work very hard. And then you had the valleys where you could rest a little bit. But in today's environment, um, I think it's very rare for any of us to see these valleys anymore. It's just constantly move, 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 get it done as fast as you can, be here, be there, you know, 15 different projects hit you at the same time, and then three managers need this, that, or the other, the director and the VP need you on a call right now because this is blowing up, and uh, by the way, you're triple booked in the next hour, so please clone yourself so you can be on three meetings at the same time. Um, Actually, I think I scared my husband today because I actually had two meetings going at the same time. (laughs) He ran out of the room. Uh, but you know, it's, it's this particular time frame. things can be very challenging. And I think for me, one of the biggest roadblocks is really finding that work-life balance. It just feels very out of whack and it's not just for me. It's, it's the rest of my household also. Um, even our cat, I think, uh, work-life balance is a little out, out for her too. And she would like to see us all go somewhere else. So it's, it's just, uh, uh, trying to find that. And, and again, it's, it's, it's been a bit of a struggle. And I think some of the things that I have found most helpful is really communicating and reaching out with my team. Because even, you know, I would travel to the office and be able to spend time with some of my team members. And now that, you know, we're all, you know, virtual at our own homes and have different things, it's really has to change the game um, and have some empathy on what's going on with a lot of your coworkers. You know, you, maybe in a situation where maybe it's just you or, you know, your children are all growing and you have other coworkers that are pulling their hair out because they have young children, um, you know, babies, and they don't have somebody to watch their child at, you know, different times or, uh, you know, trying to homeschool their kids and they've never done this before and they're in that boat or, or trying to make sure their kids are actually doing the virtual school thing and uh, not not over there playing a video game behind the teacher's back from the computer or, or whatever the scenario is. Um, and that's been the challenge just personally, trying to find that work, work-life balance um, and making sure that I can walk away, um, especially here at the house. That's, I think, one of the bigger things too is walking away from your workspace and kind of dis- disconnecting it and, and not coming back to it. And that's been an area for me, that's been kind of tough because I'll get up and I'll, I'll walk away for a few minutes 
And then I'm like, oh, I'm just going to come back six, seven o'clock at night and just, oh, I'm going to work a few emails. Well, before I know it, I've just spent the last of the evening, didn't spend any time with my family. And I've just spent the last two, three hours working on projects. So if you can try to be consistent, and I know as technology professionals, um, this is not an easy thing to do because we don't work nine to five jobs. Our jobs are 24 seven. Um, but it's not good for any of us to just constantly be always on that peak, always working and never getting a break and never stepping away. And sometimes you have to build that lock your calendar for an hour, actually take a lunch and go sit at your kitchen table and eat. <laughs> and, and uh, you would think that was pretty easy to do, but you know, that's been an area that's really hard for me. And I have to be very mindful of it to get up and go walk and go sit and just take a break, read something else, non-work related, or watch a quick little video or, um, you know, take, take a quick, you know, read a blog or do something just to kind of disengage from work for a little bit, but then be very purposeful at the end of the day where you have a good stopping point to stop what you're doing, get up and, and don't return back to your work area to the next morning, you know, when you can do those things, because those will help kind of give you that work-life balance and help you be better. So you don't end up getting burnt out or stressed out with whatever's going on, um, you know, during that time. Absolutely. And I think that's something a lot of people probably struggle with. I know I'm guilty of having my email on my phone. So even if I've put my laptop up for the night, I'm still scrolling through my email messages that I've got on my phone. So you never know um, how that's going to go. So um, outside of all of that, I guess, I know this experience has come with some peaks and some pits. So if you were to say you had a peak, is there anything that you feel like in the past several months has helped you to grow professionally? I feel like there's some people that have had great opportunities to really expand their work and show off what they have the abilities to do within their field in these past several months. Do you feel like you've had that chance to really grow as a, as a professional over the past few months of being in this COVID-19 environment? Or really, since you've been working from home and remote, I know I'm sure it's harder to kind of get out there a little bit when you're working in a siloed home environment, but I'm curious if you've had any kind of big moments. Yeah, um, actually, there's there's been a few things that have actually cropped up. Um, and one thing, um, kind of a, a little little kind of behind the scenes joke of our team is, you know, sometimes we get a little overlooked within. Um, our information technology areas because we're, we're utilities, right? We're basic infrastructure. And so people just expect what we do just works. Um, and in, in to your point, you know, with, with earlier when we were talking about, you know, installing all these soft phones and really making people mobile and not tied down to a hard physical phone at their desk in an office, to try to pivot and change that in such a relatively fast time frame. And really kind of shut up all of our offices, if you will, and get people out with the tools they need, new conferencing solutions and different ways for them to communicate. I think that's where our group actually really shined. Um, And I think the light bulbs went on for a lot of people in the organization, um, A, because, you know, they expected us just to always work and nobody really notices us all the time when, you know, it people start screaming when it doesn't work. And that's usually when we get, you know, people are noticed what we're doing 
in the infrastructure space is because something's broken. And here really was, I think, a, a huge opportunity for us in this industry to shine and really show what we can do, what we do every day um, as technology professionals. And, and that's exactly what we are. We're very professional. We're great at what we do. And people kind of started to realize, you know, after the, the first responders kind of come in in an event and, and do what they need to do and, and people that kind of are those essential workers, I think the organizational standpoint, people saw us that, wow, we had no idea of everything that you guys do and how quickly that you were able to pull things off. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that really um, helped um, kind of open a few eyes in, in our organization. And I think many other organizations also that, you know, we're, we're just not like Motel 6 and we leave the lights on, on for you, but we take care of what you need in times of crisis or, you know, very stressful things are going on, um, you know, during a time that's very difficult and, and we're here and, and we support that and help, you know, where we need to help. Um, so I think that was kind of a great thing is that we were able to shine. Um, and personally, I, I, I really love that because, you know, I, I know my team at times does get overlooked and we always try to find ways to shine. But this was kind of a natural evolution because we were on the front lines, um, making everything happen for the organization. And if that didn't happen, you know, our organization would have stumbled. So I think that was kind of a very good thing. And then kind of from a personal standpoint, um, I think this has given me an opportunity to kind of shake up my world and shake up my box a little bit. Um, You know, we kind of get set in a rhythm of how we do things. And um, this kind of changed it. And it made you really have to step back and think differently. And, um, you know, not only now as we're going through this and, you know, a lot of organizations still have offices closed and will be closed for some time and people can't travel you know, this may continue for some time. And so we really have to think from a perspective, you know, personally and professionally, you know, where do we want to, you know, be in this environment, but also, you know, what is the world going to look like when things start really opening up? You know, is is it going to go back um, to how it was or is it going to be a new normal? And I really believe, I think we'll have a new normal that kind of comes out of this. And so it's kind of kind of in a good way um, of growth, right? Uh, uh, Having that cheese moved over a little bit. It's really kind of a good way for you to kind of just look and reset, you know, what are the things that are important to you, you know, in in, in your life, you know, and, you know, family or or things that, you know, you'd like to get accomplished. And then from, you know, a professional standpoint, you know, being stuck at home, you know, maybe gave you more opportunity to take classes that you always wanted to take. Um, or learn about some new technologies that are out there, or take some training that you weren't able to take. So I think from from a standpoint, I've really tried to kind of restructure too the way I, I I do things and try to leave you know 10 15 minutes or you know quick little breaks throughout the day where again I disengage and allow myself to kind of grow. Um, and for me, it's it's learning new languages um, and and meeting with folks to to kind of better understand what they need um, in in different um, forums that I support. But I think it's really stretched me beyond, because if I really look back at this past past year, um, 2020, and it's amazing um, where, where I, just me personally, where I've come from, where I was back in February, March, and where I am now, there has been a huge amount of growth looking at things differently, taking advantage of technologies that I had no idea that we would actually, you know, take advantage of and then try to make some sense of it (laughs) 
and, and push it out to our end user community. So a lot of growth there, I think a lot of patience um, also um, because there is frustration when you're, you know, you can't walk down to your neighbor or shout out to your neighbor and say, hey, can you take care of this? Um, when I was working in the office, we had a little bullpen area that I absolutely loved. Um, and I was actually one of the only managers that would sit in the bullpen area. And I liked it because I liked the interaction between the network team and the server team. And all of us were able to, you know, interact on a very personal level, but also on a working level. And so, you know, your question could be answered in five seconds versus now it could take much longer if you're trying to reach, you know, call somebody, I am somebody or schedule the meeting, you know, you're not going to get an answer back in five seconds. And so I think there's a little patience that gets involved there, but also trying to think of ways to kind of work, work better, work a little bit smarter um, and understand kind of where people are at um, as far as if you know somebody in your organization, maybe a late riser versus an early riser, you know, you know, try to, you have questions for the early bird early in the morning, go uh, talk to them and, and um, you know, try to get that all nailed out, you know, versus somebody being a late riser. Um, and one example I'm, I'm going to give you two kind of in closing on this particular piece was that um, one thing I found very interesting is we were rolling out a major enterprise um, application through all of this. And um, we've had several people engaged from our business side of the house. And kind of helping facilitate and become expert trainers and what we're rolling out. And one comment this particular person made, I, I absolutely loved because she said she loved being online with meetings with us now because she said she got to know us on a much better level. And I think that's very true because uh, she um, learned many things about us, not only from a business perspective, but we kind of bonded over personal things. Everyone that was on this weekly call rolling out an enterprise app. And so really we took the opportunity and the opportunity kind of presented itself was really to get to know our coworkers, you know, people that, you know, we might not necessarily get to know um, in a different venue as well as what we do from these weekly meetings. And um, that's another thing that I absolutely love is that that was one thing that kind of morphed out of all of this too, is, you know, yeah, the meetings, you know, meeting fatigue is what we call it. <laughs> There's a lot of meetings that are going on. Because uh, people can't do the drive-bys in the offices anymore. But I think in some respects, it was a blessing because it gave others that we didn't necessarily maybe would have touched in our daily working lives. But now we're kind of learning more um, about and especially as a business user, really learning more how to support them better in their day-to-day -day environments. And um, I think that's actually been one of the really cool things that have come out of a lot of this that I've really enjoyed is, is getting to know that business side better and understanding what their needs are. And then for them to understand, you know, we're, we're coming as IT professionals also. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like our office has done a lot of the getting to know on a personal level because there's just always kids or babies running around and dogs and cats in the background. And it's just funny to see a a cat walk along behind me or my dog jump up and get right in the camera. So everyone's been seeing a lot of my animals over the past few months. And I think it's great to be able to kind of get that little peek into everyone's lives and get to know them on that more personal level. Yeah, I think that's excellent. So with our kind of final wrap up question, we're going to circle back to IAUG as we like to do. So have you been able to utilize any of the IAUG resources to kind of help resolve any of the challenges that you've experienced throughout the past several months? And if you were able to utilize any of those resources, which ones did you take advantage of the most? 
Um, actually, um, probably the one of the ones that I've used the most is really participating in the chapter meetings. And I, I think this again is another silver lining of, of, of where we're at, where people aren't able to go to the face-to-face -face chapter meetings, but they're actually able to do them virtually. So it, it gets, kind of magnifies it out to where you have all of these wonderful chapter meetings that you can attend, right? It's almost exciting. It's too exciting for me. <laughs> it's like all these wonderful chapter meetings that we're able to participate in and get to learn about all of these different wide breadth topics. And a lot of the topics are very relevant to what we're trying to do today, like you know, migrating to the cloud. You know, a lot of those things that were kind of pre-COVID, pre when our world got disrupted, you know, we still have goals and things that we have to move forward to. And so I think from the user group perspective, that's been one of the, probably a highlight for me is the virtual chapters. Um, and a comment on one of uh, the chapter meetings that I had um, early on was, you know, when you're in the DFW area, it takes a long time to drive to these different venues where we would have the chapter meetings. And that was really one of the, great comments is that, you know, I didn't have to drive an hour or more, you know, to come to the chapter meeting. It was, you know, right there in my office and I was able to really take advantage of it from a virtual perspective. So I think that's been a great tool um, to really help um, and encourage my staff to be able to participate in that. And then um, also just as um, I mentioned earlier, as we're going through things, uh, trying to deploy all the soft phones out or having a problem with some form of, of technology that's going out there and setting folks up is really kind of sharing. That whole networking and knowledge share has been huge, um, especially participating in like the councils and having a lot of conversations around kind of what's going on and what other people are doing. Like you mentioned earlier with um, kind of the pre-podcast with the panel with the discussions that were going on, a lot of that's been going on because a lot of us in the different even verticals like education, healthcare, you know, we've all been talking, you know, what are you doing? How are you surviving through this? And I think that's been really huge from an IUG perspective because we have that ability that's just right there at our fingertips to be able to call somebody up and have a conversation, see how they're doing and, you know, you know, what are they doing in the variety of situations that pop up, deploying soft phones or just, you know, how are you balancing, you know, working from home and, you know, seeing what other folks are doing has been extraordinarily helpful also um, to, to really kind of navigate through, through a lot of this. And then um, another one that had actually just cropped up earlier this week is um, we had a keynote speaker at the last IUG conference and I was on a, a weekly touch base call with some of our vendors and um, that actually popped up and we're all actually um, going to go out and look for the recording <laughs> of it so we can listen to the keynote speaker again um, because remember we remembered some of the topics that the person was talking about so um, which will be helpful for um, some projects that we have coming down the pipe so um, again there's I think multiple ways you can tap into IUG and personally for me it's really been a lifesaver especially when you know sometimes I hit those low points where it just feels overwhelming. And what I'm being asked to do is very overwhelming um, at these times and, and just kind of need that pick me up. And IAUG for me has been the perfect pick me up because I get to talk with people that are in the same boat, having the same you know, issues and experiences that I'm having in my own organization. And then we can all kind of work through it and come up with solutions that you know can set us all up for success. And I think that's a very great and powerful thing as part of the user group to take advantage of, especially during these times. Absolutely. Well, 
Thank you so much for all the insight you gave us. We really appreciate it. Um, this was a great conversation, and we really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us. Oh, thank you, Caitlin. I enjoyed it. Thanks again for joining us for this week's episode of the IAUG Insider Podcast. Be sure to join us again next week for the rest of David and Mike's episode.